Welcome to the Ian Bowsfield Experience. I'm glad you're here. This series of podcasts are just things that come up in my mind when I'm thinking about playing, when I'm thinking about teaching, and general thoughts about music. There are some things here that I hope you'll find really useful. And don't forget, if you've got any comments or if there's anything you want to discuss further, go to ianbowsfield.com. So distance learning, the final verdict. Catchy title, isn't it? Well, you're here now, aren't you? So maybe it's the final verdict. Maybe it's not. As with everything in life, it's a constant development and evolution. Um, But in reality, I am now coming to the end of a three-month experiment on distance learning. Um, This um, unfortunate situation is a dream for the researchers because we've now got the results of 100% distance learning over a three-month period. And here in in Switzerland, we are now back to -to one-to-one teaching. Our school's uh, young kids have been back to school for three weeks. The borders open tomorrow. Um, So by the time you listen to this, they will already have been open a couple of weeks, I guess. Um, I am absolutely delighted uh, at what's happened with distance learning. I have learned so much myself. I never realized it could be so positive. My, um, My belief now is that this virus situation and the lockdown has brought us musicians and teachers to where we should already have been. The technology was there and we should have been using it. Um, if you look at uh, if you look at the most memorable or life-changing pieces of information that you've received, they haven't happened over a 60 minute lesson. They've probably happened within some cases three minutes of one lesson in particular where a teacher would have said something incredibly salient incredibly relevant and it just rewires your brain and changes the way you think think about things or it happened over six minutes or it happened over eight minutes but it wasn't one hour it's not like high level teaching is not like going through a syllabus where first of all I tell you this and then I tell you this and then I tell you this and then you do this exercise and then we it's no that's not how we work is it as as um, as teachers we're creating with the student their own personal handbook so that means that the teaching course um, is constantly developing as to what the needs of the student are um, I'm sorry, you already knew that, didn't you? Um, so, we've had our ups and downs. We've had determination. We've had joy. We've had despair. We've had huge successes over the last three months. I feel I'm much closer to my students because I've been there for them. And there can be, from now on, no scenario where a student fails a course for having a job in a different city in the world, as long as they're at the university for a reasonable amount of time. We cannot now say that somebody who lives in Munich can't undertake a course of study in Frankfurt. Or they're working on a certain day, so they catch up the lecture that evening. Um, I think that's a huge 
positive, and that's where we should already have been. I have been there for my students. If they have had something that they're proud of, something they're frustrated with, something that's giving them problems, they can send me a three-minute recording and have the feedback within 24 hours. I think on the other occasion, I've taken one or even, I think I had a weekend once. I think I took one weekend where I didn't work. But other than that, seven days a week, I get up in the morning, make myself a very nice cup of Japanese sencha green tea and sit down and listen to the recordings that have been sent to me and try and help my students and deal with the issues with them. I'm there with them. It's the old apprenticeship system. It's mentoring. You don't have to wait a week for, is this what you meant? You don't have to wait a week for, oh, I'm having real trouble with this. Um, you don't have to wait a week for, there was something I wanted to talk to you about. And by and large, having heard my students uh, live, on a couple of cases, in a couple of cases, I've, I've been tearfully, almost almost tearfully i'm still tough enough not to let my students see me cry but i've been almost tearfully so happy for them and so proud of what they have achieved for themselves over the last three months i believe in the majority of cases my students are far further down the road and far more developed and far more in control of their own development and playing better than they would have been if they had been um, seeing me every week. And, um, you know, life, if it had been the old system. Because what this does is, this enables the student to take control of their own education and makes them furthermore responsible for their own development and future. We are guides. We are helpers. And the older you get as a teacher and the more experienced you are, providing you've kept an open mind and still trying to learn, the more advice and the more you can help that student in their development. We are not physiotherapists. And I think it had kind of come a little bit to that point where it's the question, do you have an exercise for that? Um, becomes um, heard more and more and more. And I say, well, you mean, you mean beyond the exercise I've just given you? In other words, the question is, do you have a pain-free way of doing this where I don't have to think and preferably don't have to work or practice? With distance learning, that scenario is broken down. And it's made teaching what I always thought it was when I first started teaching 28 years ago and what I still believe it should be, which is somebody's going somewhere and we help them open the doors. We can't do it for you. And this situation has pushed it to that. And I am so happy, not because it takes the weight off my shoulders. I'm happy because it means I'm going to have more successful students. And I thoroughly intend carrying on with this system, even though I live in the same city that I teach, I intend carrying on um, with this either 30 or I know, probably 30% of my time I will do this way. 
So we'll take 30% of the time the students were supposed to get, and I'll put like a running tab up. Like, that's your account. You've got this amount of time you can spend with me any way you like. And, and that means, I, I mean, apart from anything else, this is the best value. And I know value, you often relate that to money, but I don't mean that. I mean, value, contact time per minute, it's the most valuable, best value teaching system we have. If a student, let's say, has 90 minutes to spend with me in a week, and they send me a, a recording that's three minutes long, and I listen to it, and then I play it in the background, and I highlight a few points, and I speak, and that process takes, and I record it and send it, and that, that process takes a total of seven minutes. It's cost seven minutes of a lesson. There's no, I was sorry to hear your, your dog died. How's your girlfriend? How's your boyfriend? You know, did you see the football last night? You know, um, boy, I drank too much last night or whatever. It's, it's gone. All of that stuff's gone. It's all of that wasted time. It's gone. It's pure business. You send me a recording. Okay, here's the feedback. Think about this. You're doing really well. Listen to this at this point. You're doing a great job there. Listen to this. You need to be doing that here. Now, the problem is that in most lessons, you know, if, if, if a student's playing the, the, the last page of the Ropartz or something like that, which, you know, they've got all hands on deck, all attention, trying to operate the bloody machinery, as do I. And so you, they play it through and the teacher says, hmm, you know what you did there? Honest answer, no, I have no idea what I did there. I was just trying to get through the bloody thing. Whereas with a recording, you can say, go to minute, one minute and 57 seconds and just listen to that. Were you aware you were doing that? And this highlights the best form of teaching which is about shining a light on things it is about showing things making people aware of things i think to teach it's probably another podcast but i find with students is all of a sudden if you make them aware of something they are doing they hear immediately no 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 i really shouldn't do that should i, I what i should do is this exactly and so I think that's why things are developing so rapidly with my, my students. Um, I had one student who didn't, who apparently did not develop um, over the three months. And he, poor, poor boy, was locked, locked down in a box for three months. No politics on my podcast, thank you very much. Um, so no comment on that situation. Um, and he, I heard things happening in, in the recordings that he was sending me. Actually, I have a cup of green tea here. Just hang on a second. That's better. Um, oh, that's a nice one. Um, I was hearing the warning signs. And as a teacher, you listen. Okay, he sounds... a bit down, understandable, we all have difficult times, and certain things happening with the articulation that I hadn't noticed before. Mm. Okay, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it one week, two weeks. Let's not fix a problem that's temporary. Let's not make a big deal out of something. Nah, carried on. So then we worked on it a little bit. 
and sure enough, his playing was quite tight, you know, and flexibility not good, you know. And let me tell you, I'm talking about a very high level play here. This is this is a serious talent. So I said, look, we need. I need to see you. We have to meet. You know, unfortunately, the airport's got over open, and he, he came over. And we worked on things in a lesson. And then a couple of days ago, we did some trombone quartets. And uh, he was playing first. I was playing third due to my horrific lack of um, stamina at the moment. And um, so he, he was playing first. And it was the, what was it? The slow movement of the bourgeois concerto. He didn't know it. So I said, yeah, it goes. Because he's got and because I know he's a strong player, and I know that, and he did it, and he played it, and he went straight through it. It would have broken me, under normal circumstances at that tempo, halfway through the movement, and he played it. At which point I realised that he was obviously, and then it was like, hey, how much have you been practicing while while we were on lockdown? Imagine what else are you going to do? He stuck at home, and I, I'm almost certain that he was suffering with with um, being what we call muscle bound, and it just stiffened and stiffened. So that was the only one. Everyone else that I've listened to, it's been absolutely fantastic, and I've been I've had to do the opposite to people sometimes and say, "Hey, look, stop! Just just stop sending me recordings. Just calm down. Just you know." Go to the beach, take a walk, go for a walk and just take a day off, okay? Because you can hear people pushing themselves too hard because you listen to yourself and it's it's like, I mean, when I listen to myself, I, I don't listen to my bloody CDs. Um, so in general, yes, I think it's a really a, a fantastic system and I'm now embarking on this with the students at the Royal Academy of Music because it's now clear that I'm not going to, going to be able to get to see them at all this term so so we're doing it that way and I think we're already feeling feeling the benefit of that. I think the, the luxury of 24 hour, 7 day a week access to me is something that's really moved them forwards faster and faster. And um, it doesn't take much of a time investment from me. Um, I think it's probably better that I do, you know, a couple of hours teaching every day, seven days a week, and keep it going that way than, than what we have been doing. So there we go. Those are my feelings. I think this has brought us to where we should already have been. And I think it's going to make mentoring, coaching, training, helping talented young people, much easier, certainly for someone like me, and I really enjoy doing it. So there we are. I guess that's the final verdict, as it were, on distance learning from my point of view. And I now find myself faced with a decision. Um, very shortly, I am going to have three months free. <laughs> I haven't had a free summer since I was 11 years old. So I have to decide what I'm going to do with my my summer. Am I a trombone player? Am I a house dad? 
house husband, am I a gardener? <laughs> Mixture of all of those. Now I know that what the fashionable thing to say is, oh, you know, I'm going to be uploading lots of stuff. I'm not stopping for the summer. I'm going to, well, you know, I have, uh, no. <laughs> As I've already said, I've discovered I'm a um, needs only practicer. If it still works, <laughs> I don't do more than I need to. Uh, but seriously, I've been through a bit of a depression about this because it's it's like, you know, what am I going to do? And I had a panic because I do not do well with having nothing constructive to do, nothing planned out for me. In many ways, the hardest thing about leaving orchestras full time was uh, no one organized my life for me. No one sort of said, here's your schedule for the next year and fit your other things around that. But basically, your whole life is structured. And uh, so when I left orchestras, I had to plan my own life, my own times. What am I going to do? What do I want to do with my life? So I had a big fear of sort of caught, being caught between working, not working, practicing, not working, get stuck in the middle and not doing anything very well. As to actually playing the trombone over the summer, I'm not totally sure on that one at the moment because I do actually quite enjoy it. And um, I think even if I retired, I think I'd probably still practice every day. So it's part of me. It's what I do. Um, so I have... How my summer is looking is this. I intend writing a book. You knew I wasn't just going to sit in the garden drinking wine, didn't you? Or maybe I am, because some of you may not be surprised to learn that the book I'm going to write is going to be based around wine. I'm not going to say too much about it. Don't want to give it away yet. I'd be, and I'm not sure that I can pull it off. I'm not sure I can do it. Um, I'm considering starting my own wine podcast um i don't want to change careers or anything it's just a passion in my life so the book i intend starting planning working on the book this week um and is a possibility i'm going to go and work in a vineyard for a month in the summer working in the cellars and um and doing the guided tastings for clients who want to come and taste the wines and buy them uh, doing that in English and in German and uh, I also have in my mind to create some coaching videos yawn boring yeah I know but it's different with a difference I have some ideas for things that I think could be a really helpful um, teaching tool and that could really, really, really make a difference in your practice room and in your teaching studio where um, the mentorship aspect of what I've been talking so much about um, is there. So there we are. Those are at the moment my plans for the summer. I'll keep you posted. And at this point, I'm adding something, a bit of an um, edit. I'm glad um, this issue has arisen before I got to release this podcast. 
on um, distance learning. And it's a final piece of advice that I'd like to share with you that I've given not only to some of my students, but to um, uh, myself. <laughs> and uh, then I got a, a question from Pablo Cano Ripoll from uh, Alicante. Um, hi, Pablo, hope you're doing well. Um, and I hope I can get to Alicante soon. Yeah, it's, I've noticed that quite a lot of students and myself are suffering because in this lockdown, God, I hate that word, um, in the circumstances at the moment, we've all been really conscientious and gone off into our little rooms and practiced. Well, a lot of people have. I haven't. Um, you know, we've, the, 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 the important word is little, small rooms with no acoustic, very often dead sound boxes, even practice rooms in, in conservatoires or universities that are soundproofed. And, you know, you play a note and there it is lying dead on the floor in front of you. And, 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 you know, it takes away all of the incentive to practice. Indeed, I've had um, a, a really top professional player um, contact me, you know, with a kind of form of playing crisis. And my advice was, look, do you know the so-and-so room where you live? Yes, well, go in there. And it's like a bathroom. It's like an old, what in England we describe as a Victorian bathroom with a load of acoustic, almost too much acoustic. You know, you can't hear any detail in there, but you play a note, you go, and he goes, boom, you know? And I think that the key to the summer is finding what you enjoy, finding what feels good, and finding what's making, what makes you happy. Um, determination, as I said, determination, ambition will only get you so far. You have to enjoy what you're doing. So I've, um, you know, advised all of my students that uh, two or three times a week, they should just go in a room like a church or who knows what, where you play and you just feel good about making a noise on the trombone. And that will sustain you through the summer. If you go into one of these depressing little boxes for three months, you're not gonna come out wanting to play the trombone um, or any other instrument, if any other instrumentalists are listening for that matter. Um, I personally, I've decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to go into a, a big room at the university over the summer and play at, uh, you know, regular intervals. Um, I was in there yesterday and got there before some exams and started playing. And, and the back wall of the room was, I don't know, 30 meters away. And it's like, oh, wow, this is great. And of course, I, you know, I'd forgotten. So, yes, um, Pablo raised another question about how to play in auditions, but that's a whole other po podcast on its own, which I either already have done or will do. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed that. If there are any issues that you found particularly interesting, don't forget to contact me and always go to uh, ianbowsfield.com for lots more interesting stuff. <laughs>